Hey guys, Christy and Heather here. As you may have noticed from the title of this week's episode, we're doing something different. After talking about it, we decided that given the renewed focus on racial justice, criminal justice reform, and the violent actions of the government against protesters in the Black community, we wanted to step back from the mic and instead amplify the voices of Black creators and create space to share their show with you. The Why You Podcast is a brand new podcast by fellow Texans and husband and wife duo Michaela and Alfonso Davis. Their first three episodes drop June 2nd and can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. We're bringing you their first episode, which focuses on anxiety and how they've coped with it throughout their lives. They're funny, charming, open, and inviting. We are so grateful that they let us share this show with you, and we know you're going to love it just as much as we do. Like, subscribe, share, and follow them on social media on Instagram at YUPod underscore and on Twitter at YUPod. And also also head to their feed where you'll find two more episodes. Links are in the show notes. And if you're like us, you spent a lot of time this week wondering how you can show your support to the Black community and protesters. We've compiled a list of resources we hope you can find helpful. Head to our website and click Justice Resources in the top right corner to find ways to help. Please enjoy this episode. Thank you so much and stay safe. Coming up on the debut episode of our show, you get a full introduction to your brand new host, and we tackle the topic of anxiety. Hit the music. It's podcast time. I'm Al. And I'm Michaela. And welcome to the Why You podcast oh i love that it is all right next time um get that note right oh it, it, it wasn't right i'm gonna direct you next time it's okay mine was under it was still in the octave you don't have to warm up next time okay i i did my warm don't you do Ooh. me on this first episode don't you blast up. me like this it's all right we five seconds sending okay you know what let me let me Usa. get my breathing right Usa. Usa. all right Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YU Podcast. We are so blessed and thankful that you guys are listening to our debut episode. Now, before we get too ahead of ourselves, because some of y'all might not know who we are, and I don't want y'all to feel like we're just talking over you because that's not what we do here. We don't do that. No, we don't. So I'm going to take the honors and introduce to you this wonderful creature that's sitting across from me. Oh, me? Oh, yeah. I'm talking about you. I am talking about the two butter biscuits and my sausage and eggs and and, uh, what's the other thing? Bacon on my breakfast platter. What you say now? I'm saying you are my smorgasbord of love, Miss Michaela. Give it up for yourself. Okay. Hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what was that? No, go ahead. Because now it's my me turn. being dramatic, okay? Uh, okay? So now since you did that for me, mm-hmm. I will graciously introduce my other host. Um, it is Alfonso Davis, the third. Oh. Also, my husband, the father of my son, who's... Name is Alfonso Davis the fourth, AD. <laughs> she giving out government names, y'all. Y'all gonna start looking at stuff. Okay, so do go to Google, put in full names. <laughs> I had to give a shout out to my baby boy. I guess. So, um, yeah. So, how you feeling? How you feel on this venture we about to partake in? 
Yo, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm excited about a podcast. Um, You know, I'm excited about people learning more about us and us opening up our lives so that, you know, people can see what's going on in our lives. Yeah, I agree. There's a a common misconception about us. Well, I can really only speak for myself. I can't really speak for you. Mm -hmm. But people think I'm quiet. They think I'm standoffish and all that stuff. That's furthest from the truth. Yeah. I I have a... I have anxiety, which is what we're going to get into today. Mm -hmm. But my whole thing is I'm a California boy. That's where I was born. Right. Even though my dad was in the military and we moved every two, three, four years. Let him know where you're from. What part of California you from? Hold on. Hold on. I am from. 29 Palms, California. Big shout out to the Deuce. Not 28, but 29. But 29 Palms. That's right. My hometown is a military town. So I found myself being a California boy, even though we moved around a lot. And once I moved to the South, something about you Southern folks, y'all look at us. Wait, oh, oh, yeah. You from the South because we're going to get into where you from, too. But some of y'all Southern folks be looking at us from the West like we aliens, <laughs> be treating us like we from a different world. And I'm like, man, I didn't I didn't choose to move down here. So I'm not going to let you judge me. So I'm going to keep to myself anyway. Enough about me. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Since you want to, I am from. Wait, wait, wait. What you was about to say about me? What was about to? No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm gonna say. I'm Why gonna say you? what I gotta say. Do okay. what you gotta do. Anyway, I am from Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay, born and raised, true Louisianian. Okay. <clears throat> Why you gotta do all the coughing? Wow, Shreveport. Wait a minute. You're not gonna do my city, okay? Oh boy, sir, sir. Hmm. Stop it. Okay. You leave my city alone. I love it. Shout out to Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> I don't know why is he laughing. Boy, no, go to... ahead. Go ahead. No. Do what you do. Ain't nothing wrong with my town, so just leave us alone. It ain't. It's not. I've been, you know, there a few times. It's It's got a boardwalk and casinos and crab legs. And, you know, you were there. There's you were more. There. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but now, both of us, we live in... Texas. We do live in Texas. We're not going to tell you where because, again, we don't, we don't want y'all, want y'all pulling up. Pulling like up. <laughs> Even though you got my government name, you could probably figure out. I mean, they was going to find your name anyway. We starting a podcast. You're right. No, you're right. I'm just yanking your crank, whatever. But a little bit about us and about our history as a couple. Mm-hmm. We met in a wonderful HBCU. For hey. those of you that don't know, it's an historically black college, college or university. university. Yeah, I couldn't think of you what it was. It, I was like, HBCU. That's right. Um, he did graduate, y'all. He graduated. Both- I, I did. I got my degree in uh, mass com. com I, I said that weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mass communications. Mass communications. Um, but no, um, we met at Wiley College, and we were in the illustrious acapella choir of Wiley College. Um, And it was a wonderful time. The first year I was there, um, I was, well, okay, the entire time I was there, I was to myself. So I don't have very quiet. I don't have many friends from school. That is not true. I many, I have friends, I have acquaintances, but I don't have like, you know, all my friends came from Gramlin when I went there. That's a whole nother story that I'm gonna get into one day. But we were in school um, we kind of got put together. What would you say put together? Like, how would you 
determined, not even determined. What's the word? Like how we became friends or how we started Like dating? how did we get introduced to each other? Because we knew each other as friends, but um, are we throwing names? Are we name dropping people? Yeah, okay. we can we can name drop folks because so, they should be listening anyway, so right, they should right, feel right. honored that so we name dropping. So at the time, uh, Mike Smith, who was your friend, introduced, well, basically introduced you to me because we were in a biology class and he had like your name on a paper mm-hmm. and was like, "My friend went to college." Basically, right? He didn't say it like that, but you know how people be like, "My friend went to college." So yeah, and then my friend, who's also your friend, Didi, but we weren't like all friends together yet. Yeah, separate was circles. like my brother really is interested in you at the time i was dating somebody else who so was, was no good so were they <laughs> we were with some well no yeah, yeah they were terrible people yeah so i was like um oh, i'm good you know blah blah blah. even though i still had my eye on him i was still blinded by terrible love at the time was it even love it was just, it wasn't even love yeah it was just ass that's all that was <laughs> it wasn't even it wasn't even real it was just you know we together or or something, but we not together. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I was trying to follow you, but I didn't understand. But it's okay. it's gonna be a lot of that, unfortunately, <laughs> with with me. I'm gonna say stuff, and I'm gonna go on tangents. It don't make no sense. You anyway, just gonna have to bear let's with bring me. Bring it back to the yes. Surface. Okay, so because of Mike Smith and Didi, they brought us together. Basically, um, you know that we had that common interest in each other. So anyway, after we both broke up with those people that we don't speak of. And we were single for a while. We didn't just, yes, we didn't just start talking to each other. We were just friends and hung out. Um, your mama made gumbo for me one day. Oh, you getting ahead of yourself. Oh, yeah. You I getting, am, am kind of speeding up. Yep, she was like, she went straight to the this gumbo. Was like, this was like months later, you, y'all. You can tell where gumbo. her mind's at. You can that tell that she loved it. My mama makes some jam and And his gumbo. mama from down south Louisiana. She too, from, from Homa. Basically, what is, what is in the water, in in the Gulf of Mexico, Louisiana. Homer and Bro Bridge. Homer. But. But anyway, yeah. So, what happened was during the summertime, because you just brought it to my attention yesterday, someone was on the train to Chicago to visit family. Right, right. And just messaged me, being friendly. And I'm like, you aren't interested in me why are you hitting me up like this i slid up in his dm that was the first time and then we would kind of talk periodically whenever i would post something on facebook she would like it and i'm like okay like now you're now you're being too friendly i don't know i don't know if you're just gassing me up or what and, and then y'all, he don't know how to take hints too so when people <sighs> like randomly flirting with him he don't understand that people are flirting like if we at the store and the cashier is lingering a little bit too long he'd be like oh they nice i'm like boy they was flirting with you but okay so apparently this first episode is reed alfonso for filth i no, mean i love you baby i get it but come on now but back to our story anyway i was liking your pictures and all that that's right stuff. so um right before choir camp uh, we really started talking. We um, we would text over the phone. Sound like geeks choir camp. We oh were in God. choir camp because you know when you're in the acapella choir, really you have to be ready for a. Uh, you got to be ready for the first chapel service, which is the first week of school. Right. So we had to go and learn the songs and and prepare for be that. in tiny rooms. With no air conditioning. For hours at a time. So really, we spent a lot of time together as a choir and like, basically we had to eat together, sing together, everything. Yep. So that's how we, you know, blossomed our friendship even more. And from that, 
Because now I'm going to jump right ahead so we can get into it. Because some of these people are like, look here. I thought y'all was going to talk about something hard-hitting. Y'all just talking about y'all selves and how y'all met. Like, we not here for that lovey-dovey stuff. We giving them the whole story. We supposed to give them just a tidbit and sprinkle it out. But from that, we've been together. This is our 10th year of being together. Our It'll be officially 10 years in September. Yeah, so yeah. longevity, we never broke up. No, nope. we done almost broke up, maybe like f- three times, but that was but because of some up, stuff, some other stuff that was out of our control. But we never did, and we still together, still hey. standing, still strong. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. Now, the reason why we almost, I want to say, the reason why maybe I wouldn't have noticed that Michaela was interested mm-hmm. was that. I suffer from anxiety. Right. And uh, we all do. We all do, actually. And you'd be hard pressed to find anyone that doesn't really, that isn't really affected by it. And I think what's interesting is that a lot of people our age and our generation mm-hmm. is now, they're coming forward and they're like, it's something that they deal with. Right. And I think that for me, one of the major things that I go through is that um, especially with Corona being around, it just makes it so much harder to function. Mm-hmm. And you're you're just staying more within yourself because you have this fear of people. Uh, people love to jump to conclusions and they love to put you in a category of who you are and they'll treat you as such. Right. And I think that because of that, that's why I stay within, you know, my own world. And I'm I'm to so keep it safe. Yeah, and I think that if if I were to kind of work my way out of that, it would be better. But before we get too much into myself, I want to ask you, because uh, you did mention that you, you deal with anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. How how do you really deal with it? It's weird. I mean, I guess it's like a day-by-day thing because even though, like, I try to, like um, – I don't know, think of things to help with it. Um, like, you know, prayer, of course, meditation, if I can, if AD allows it. <laughs> um, and just like sitting down and like writing down priorities so that I'm not um, anxious as much about certain things. But I mean, it's tough. I mean, especially now, like now, because um, for those who don't know, I'm a hairstylist and I have my own salon suite and I've been out um, of work for almost, has it almost been two months? Uh, I think so. Like in almost two months, right at the end of February ish. No, it was in the March. It was okay, it was March twenty second, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I've been out of work for almost uh, two months, and I'll be returning soon. So just the anxiety of that, because this is a new normal, so things will be different. Um, of course, I've like you know sanitized um, before, like I was supposed to, but now it's like even more. Like you don't know who's gonna walk through the door who they've been around, mm-hmm. um, just anything, you know? So just the anxiety of that, just like, you know, walking out the house, just going anywhere. Yep. It's just, you don't know who carries what. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a lot of anxiety involved with it. Do you think that like, well, let me ask you this. Let me let me rephrase this in my head so I can get it right. Mm-hmm. So have you actually sat and thought when your anxiety started 
like if there was something maybe i feel like as a kid really mm-hmm. but like I've, I've dealt with anxiety in some type of way my whole life in different forms right like especially in school like um I'm, i was like a great student and all that stuff I mean, I had C's in every now and then. Right. Maybe a D in there somewhere. But Getting for the by. most part, mm-hmm. I was on the A, B, on a roll, all that good stuff. Um, but when it came to, like, test taking and all that stuff, I had a lot of uh, test anxiety. Right. So I would be great with schoolwork, homework, all that stuff. When it came to tests, like, I would second-guess myself. Everything would, like, my hands would get sweaty. Mm-hmm. You know, my chest, I sound like uh, <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> Palms are sweaty. sweaty. <laughs> Means weak arms are heavy. It's bumpy, dirty, sweaty. Bumpy bumps are getting. Anyway, okay. I'm sorry, guys. Yep. Tangent. <laughs> but I used to get um, a lot of anxiety, like around, surrounded around tests, and um, I don't know. I think that's where it all started from. Okay. Mine. I actually was able to pinpoint mine, like an mm-hmm. an, an actual age. I was like nine, mm-hmm. and what started happening was I started getting bullied. Uh, we were we had moved to Beaufort, South Carolina. Shout out to Beaufort for those of you that know where that is and what it is. Okay, Paris Island is in South Carolina. That's why we were there. But um, we moved there, and there was a school that I went to. I don't remember the name of the school because I wasn't there for long. And it was a bunch of girls. I'd say about four or five girls that mm-hmm. picked on me and actually would beat me up every day at recess. They probably wanted to date you. They probably did, but I had never been like subjected to that before. Mm-hmm. I just was used to everybody wanting to be my friend. So when I when it started happening, it started to like expand. And um I, I gotta talk about the girls that beat me up because they beat me up like legit would beat me up, would rip my clothes and all of that yeah, stuff. Rip clothes. Yeah, I had this I love Power Rangers. The first run, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I had this Red Ranger shirt that I would wear about once a week. And on this particular day, they when they were beating me up and like crowding me and all that, they ripped my shirt. And that was when my mom, like that was when I told her because I wasn't saying anything. I was just kind of dealing with it. And when mm-hmm. she saw it, she was like, "What's going on?" And then I was like, "Yeah, it's it's these girls who are beating me up." And I would tell my teacher, like, "Hey, these these girls are." messing with me and she would dust me off like she would literally shoo me away because she was having a conversation with another teacher Mm -hmm. so from there it just became like I have adults that aren't my parents that aren't looking out for me and I've got these group of people who no matter what I do no matter how friendly I try to be they are beating the life out of me and it started I was nine okay and what started happening was I had started getting like anxiety attacks and I didn't know that they were anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. I had one. Um, I had just gotten to school. Uh, I had transfer schooled after this because I don't want to miss that whole fact. My mom did get me out of that school and got me on in the school that was on the uh, how the base housing. Um, it was Laurel Bay Intermediate School. I love that. that. I love that, that school so much <laughs> that I remember it to this day because uh, we lived in Laurel Bay after we. Um, after we were able to get into base housing. It was its own separate base, only houses and schools. So um, anyway, I had just gotten to school that day, 
and I was saying hi to everybody. And then when I was walking to school, my chest got really tight. Mm. And whenever you have an anxiety attack, it feels like you're dying. Like I felt yeah. like I was having a heart attack and I didn't know. So I went to right. the nurse and my mom was a substitute in the music room. Mm-hmm. Like she was a music teacher. When she found out, she ran straight to the uh, to the nurse's office. They had to wheel me out. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. They wheeled me out. I had to ride the ambulance and we had to take the ambulance all the way to the hospital on Paris Island. So I was on the, I was in a hospital, for, not hospital. I was in the uh, ambulance for like 25 minutes. Jeez. They had me hooked up to the um, oxygen. oxygen, all that Use stuff. Oxygen. And I mean, like by the time we got there, like my anxiety went away mm-hmm. and the doctor was like, well, you know, he's at that age where he's starting to grow. So it's probably growing pains. But knowing what I know now, it definitely wasn't. It was definitely anxiety. It was anxiety. And then from there, like, I started getting, like, migraines. And all this stuff started happening because I always felt like I was picked on for who I was. Mm -hmm. Because I was very, like, boisterous. And it's I can use flamboyant, right? Flamboyant's not bad. Flamboyant doesn't have, like, a negative connotation to it. I was, like, hyperactive. Mm-hmm. And I was someone who put themselves out there and I wanted everybody to to be my friend. And people hated that mm-hmm. at nine years old. So it's like from there it grew and then it got worse. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Kids are probably like, who he think he is coming up in here trying to be everybody's friend? What the hell he's smiling for? What you smiling about? What you got to be happy for? I'm just happy to be here. But I think kids learn at a certain age their role in society from home. And I think it translates um, when someone who is different from them, you know, they come to school and they're, they appear happier and Mm -hmm. it's, you never know if it's true or not. Right. And, and some kids get intimidated by it. So if they're feeling intimidated by it, their automatic thing to do is like, Oh, I'm going to tease this person because I don't, you know, have this same level of confidence that they do. Right. And I, I like a defense mechanism. I hate that that's what I had to deal with. It's something that I still have to deal with as an adult because who I am in some places it still doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. Like people won't fool with you if you're too excitable, I wanna say. Right. And you know, I just wanna make people happy. Mm-hmm. But because I feel like I'm never in a place where I can do that, I just I keep it all bottled in. And because I do, it makes me more hyper aware of everything else around me. And that's why when it comes to you and it comes to AD, I'm like always trying to make sure you guys are safe mm-hmm. and all that stuff, because, you know, I'm not really in control of my environment. And my surroundings. So I try to make sure that I can put you guys in a better situation because of it. And it's difficult to have to deal with every day where I feel like I have to put my energy somewhere else so that I don't have to think about the things that I'm going through. And that's when you turn into a worry. I am one and I will be one until the day this light passes on. To the Lord. <laughs> that was so dramatic. It is dramatic because it's true. So did you have to deal with any sort of 
bullying when you were growing up? Uh, see, when I was growing up, it was more so of either skin, like skin tone, because I'm a beautiful chocolate black African-American woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, so it was like colorism within my own race. Um, I love all, you know, colors of the spectrum, but sometimes all the colors of the spectrum didn't love me. Right. So they would make, um, like, you know, somebody who's lighter skinned than me would make jokes about my skin, calling me burnt, you know, uh, something like that, or just something crazy. So, yeah, so I had to deal with that. I had to deal with um, body issues, too, because I was a chubby kid, you know. I'm still on the BBW side, but I love my BBW. Okay. And I love my BBW. <laughs> anyway, oh, so yeah. had to deal with that. And really, um, the way I combated the... Um, Basically, like the fat jokes and all that stuff, I would come back with a comeback. So then they'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, she said that. And then so, like, my first fight was with a boy. I've never had a fist fight other than that one fist fight with a boy. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even because of body issues. That's because the boy was talking about my grandma's house. Because oh, my elementary school was right behind my grandmother's house. <laughs> so when we used to go to recess, <laughs> why are you I'm sorry. I, I'm just picturing a younger you like, what you see from my grandmama's house? Boy, I'm a. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. When we used to go to recess. We would, uh, like, the backyards would face away of the recess. So, you know, everybody knew that was my grandma's house. And he said something about my grandma's yard. And. <laughs> Not the yard. I can see if it was like the frame. No, he was talking paint. about my grandmama's yard, and I don't play that by my grandparents. <laughs> we talking okay? about a patch of grass, cause <laughs> it was a yard. It wasn't even a patch, okay? Anyway, so I had something to say about it, okay? <laughs> yeah, you spoke with your fist, is what you did. I had something to say. Get this two piece and a biscuit. So anyway, we started fighting basically, and. <laughs> My uh, teacher had to call my brother because I remember my brother used to pick me up from school Mm because his high school was down the street from my elementary school. So my brother got there. I remember like some of the kids saying, oh, your sister got got a fight. (laughs) (laughs) So damn messy. Everybody was surprised because, you know, I was like the sweet, you know, girl. Like everybody, you know, got along with me, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't the one who get in a fight. So everybody was like, Michaela got a fight, y'all. So here I go, walking out the uh, principal's office like I'm big and bad. Terrible. <laughs> I'm just a sweet little girl that got into a fight over my uh, grandma's yard. But don't talk about my grandma's yard, okay? Okay. So anyway, I'm sorry. That was a tangent, y'all. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I want to push your button so bad. But that all ties into the whole bullying thing. Yeah. Because I wasn't bullied for my weight in that certain situation. It was because my grandma's yard. But <laughs> every time you say it, I just I just picture you getting hot because I know when you get mad, you do this thing where you go. <sighs> and I can, I can see this boy talking about your grandmother's yard. See, that's why your grandpappy don't cut his grass. That's why it got holes he was in trying it. trying to get everybody hyped up. Look at all that stuff up in that yard, y'all. Look at all that junk up in there. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> You leave my grandma's yard, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh my god. He just <sighs> look here, man. You gonna stop talking about my grandmama's yard? I'm, I'm, mm, I'm gonna have to something you, to say. Look, to give you a visual, the fight kind of looked like you remember loving basketball. <laughs> oh my god. 
when, when she was on that bike and she had the pigtails and they was rolling around in the grass. Oh Jesus! That's how the fight had. That's how the fight looked. I'm crying. Oh my god! The bitch was rolling in the grass, and I'm like, don't talk about my grandma. <laughs> Oh, this was like second or third grade. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It might have been third. I think it was third grade. It makes it so much better. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm but sweating. Anyway. Oh. So after that, that, after that, I said that to say people really didn't bully me about my weight because they was mm-hmm. like, oh, she beat up that dude by his grandmama yard by her grandmama yard, so don't mess with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All it takes is one good fight one to set good him fight. set him in place. But so in your case, you really didn't, it wasn't like a social thing that kind of brought on your anxiety. It really just was um, school, something school related. Yeah, a lot of school related stuff because like, and then personal stuff too, because I put a lot of um, pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I wanted everything to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So I would put a lot of pressure on myself. And because of that, it would spike my anxiety to like the extreme. I'm like, oh, this got to be perfect. I got to get this perfect grade. I want to get into this program. So I got to do this. Mm -hmm. I would put like so much pressure on myself. Okay. And you feel like your anxiety, other than like, the corona and all that your anxiety still sends from needing to everything to be set up a certain way yeah even like going back into my salon like i wanted to all be perfect like um even like after each client i made sure to space up enough time in between so that i can clean the way i want to so mm-hmm. it can be right because if it's not right my head space is not there and i can't focus like i want to all that stuff right that that makes sense because i i like I have that same mindset when it comes to stuff like when we were setting up this podcast in my head, I had to get the right soundboard. I had to get the right microphone. And if it wasn't right, then we weren't going to do it. And the more I thought about it, the more I would get like, man, we're never going to be able to launch this thing because we're never going to get it. Then when we got it, it became more about like the uh, the logos got to be right. The music has to be right. Like everything that we put forward when we do this thing has to be 100% right. Because if mm-hmm. it ain't, it's not going to be put out because I don't want anybody to say that we have stepping when it comes to it. Right. And it continues. Like even with my with my job, whenever I step out of my truck to do my work, it has to be done a certain way because when I send in that paperwork about a gas leak, I work for a, ca- a gas company, by the way. Let me not pass that. Mm-hmm. Once I put that paperwork in, I am responsible for that particular leak, probably for the life of that pipeline. And if something happens, if there's an explosion or something, who are they going to call? They're going to call me and whoever else looked at that pipe. And I don't want to go to jail because I didn't step out and do exactly what I needed to do. Now, do I miss something? Yeah, I'm human. But I always make sure that 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 window of error is small because I'm apparently too handsome to go to jail. And I got too many responsibilities to don't look at me like that. And I ain't trying to have you go to jail and I talk to you through a glass window. (laughs) Do what you got to do. If you got to love somebody while I'm in here, you'd go ahead and do that. Don't let me hold you back. Shout out to How to Get Away with Murder, by the way. <laughs> but I mentioned the stuff about like the bullying while I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But it got better, kind of let it go. Moved back to California for a few years. Got picked on, but didn't really get bullied. Mm-hmm. And then um, 9-11 happened, 
And then that same day 9-11 happened, my dad had been, uh, not my dad, uh, my grandfather had been in hospice because he had, his kidneys were failing. And that same day they took him off life support. So he made it till that Saturday because that 9-11 was on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. He made it that Saturday before he passed away. And then everything after that changed because a year later, uh, right before... Uh, my dad went to war because my dad uh, is a retired Marine. My grandmother passed away um, and then my dad left. So I had to deal with all of that at 16 years old. And then we moved from California to Louisiana. And I found out why a couple months ago, actually, because I always attributed like the person that I am now um, not being as happy as I used to be as a kid to when we moved to Louisiana in 2002. And my mom said, well, to be honest with you, because we never told you this, your dad asked uh, my mom if um, we could move closer to her so that if something did happen to, to him, that my grandmother would be close. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Yeah, I would be around family. Yeah, and I mean... If I had been told that as a kid, it would have been easier for me to deal with because I'm thinking we're just moving down here for a job because that's what my mom kind of said. That's what my parents set it up as. Like they didn't want us to know the severity of if something would have happened. Yeah. And I mean, it would have been great for us to know. It would have been great for me to know because I, I already over that was when I started overthinking a lot. Mm-hmm. So I knew what war meant. Um but once we moved to a town called Oakdale, which is literally in the middle of nowhere, it's about an hour outside of Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Once we moved there, like everything changed. Kids were they were having sex. They were doing drugs. They were skipping school. They weren't doing their schoolwork. And I was like, like I, I thought this on? stuff was on TV. Yeah. I, I didn't what know this stuff was this? real. But, you know, and I'm. In California, now this is. I had to say they wasn't doing it in California. You know they were doing it in California, but not in not where I was going to school at. It was okay, maybe they were, but I didn't see it, so I ain't know. And whenever you don't know, it just don't exist. But this is what I'm gonna say. So I think California was about two years ahead of where education was in, in Louisiana, Louisiana. Yeah, because when I got there, my uh, so- it was the end of my sophomore year. And into my junior year, a lot of the stuff that that was being taught, I had learned in freshman year. Mm -hmm. So I was being looked at like the smart one because I knew it. And it was like, well, I mean, I was taught it already. So, of course, I know it. And then it just like I just felt like an alien because. Which I get it, too, because a lot of um, students who were from California that came down to Louisiana, like when I was in school and stuff. Mm hmm. We can kind of do the same thing. Uh-huh. See, you <laughs> sat here and was like, don't talk about my my state. Don't talk about us. Like, But I was, and, I was still nice, okay? Because you I have were people nice. from California. My dad's from California. I get that. And a lot of my family's from California. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to okay. be that person. But, but we did look at some of Californians yeah. as know-it-alls. Yeah. Like, look at them. Mm-hmm. And then I hate to use this term, but... Um, they would be like, oh, my God, look at you acting white or mm. talking proper. Yes. But you were just, you know, pronouncing your words correctly. Okay. Yes. Imagine being on the other side of that. Yeah. You didn't do it. 
Or I mean, maybe you talk about it amongst your but friends. Not as bad, okay. Okay. That, that's why you talk about me as much but as you do you're now. And imagine being on the other side of that. Yeah, like, I which you. I feel you. And it translates in well for me because I'm I'm a big softy. So it translates into adulthood, and it's just like, you know, all you want to do is just find your place. Mm-hmm. And when you come or into being like looked at as like not good enough, so it's like you yeah, gotta, you second guess yourself for certain things. Exactly, and it's like now that I'm an adult, I still have that feeling because unfortunately, well, I don't want to say unfortunately because. You know, Texas is okay. It has its racism and all that stuff. But I honestly feel like if we didn't live in the South, if we lived on either coast, I would actually be in so much, like, in a better place in my career than I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's and I don't want to feel that way, but we've been here since – um well, we moved to, well, I might as well say it. We moved to Dallas in 2013. And uh, from there, for the past seven years, it's been a constant struggle to kind of get ahead. And it's more, it's a lot of things between myself and how I feel about myself and my talent. And then the people that I go, that I used to go and audition for, mm-hmm. they sometimes make you feel like you don't fit in. Right. And I I think that... Mm, you know, had had we not moved all those years ago, like me and my, my mom, my, my sister and myself, had we not moved to Louisiana, um, if we had been able to stay in California and make it work and all that stuff, you know, we might not have never met. Mm-hmm. I, I can look at, at hindsight and look at, you know, maybe things would have been better, but I needed to end up in the places that I ended up. And right. go through the different situations. Journeys, yeah. Meeting different people. Exactly. Because you wouldn't have the friends that you have now. Exactly. You wouldn't have me. Right. Or maybe you would have, but it just we just would have met a different way. Right. But you still had to go through those journeys just to like shape your life to where it is now too. Right. Right. And I try to let I, I try to let the fact that like the stuff that happened to me in the past go, mm-hmm. but that stuff made me. So I might sit back and say, um, I wish this, I wish this. And my anxiety is going to continue no matter what. Like I can try to let it go, but every right, day I really, wake up is something new. Right. It's like really how we cope with it. Yeah. Um, we can either allow it to bring us all the way down and we just like cry about it and don't do anything about it. Or we can mm-hmm. just use it to kind of shape how we feel. Right. I think for myself, I never let it kick me down too much. Like, it's usually a day. There's usually a day where I'm just like, I'm not going to fight this battle. It's just not going to happen. I just let it overtake me. But it's because I have to process how I feel. And if if I properly process everything, then I'm actually able to move forward. If I ignore it, it's going to pop up and it's going to be 10 times worse if I ran from it. Mm -hmm. That's why... Uh, you know, there'll be sometimes I just, uh, it was actually just the other day and I didn't say it to you, but I was in my feelings. Like I was going through it. I was going through anxiety. Like I wish I had done this. I wish I had, had uh, made better decisions mm-hmm. and I just stayed in the front and dealt with it, process how I felt. So then the next day I could get back to being who I needed to be. 
for you and for for AD and for anyone that relies on me as far as work is concerned. Right. So it's okay to 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 be in that um to be in that place. As long as you pull yourself out. And we have each other, so we help each other, you know, pull out of it. Well, that was that was amazing. Amazing. I felt like there was still some stuff we could have gotten into, but I think we hit our time for the day. Yeah, I think we did. Well, oh, that's why we got a podcast, so that's we can right. like, keep on coming back. Keep on week. keeping on. We got much more for you guys, so make sure you tune in every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. On wherever you find your podcast. So that would be Apple Podcast. That would be Spotify. Mm-hmm. That would be Google. Uh, the others, like iHeartRadio and... Uh, All of them people. The one with Alexa. I, I don't remember the names. <laughs> It's a lot, but where if you if you if you're not on the big three of the podcast uh, teams, there's a bunch, and eventually I'm gonna give y'all all the names. I just don't, I haven't learned them all yet, but it's all of them. You can find it out there. Okay, it is. Uh, so where can the people find you on the social medias? So on the social web, social web, y'all can find me on Instagram. Mickey Styles IG, that is M-I-K-K-I-S-T-Y-L-E-S IG. That is my business account, so you can check out everything, all hair needs, all of that good stuff. Um, I don't know if I want to give you all my personal Instagram. I'll say that for later. I wouldn't. Don't do it. (laughs) Y'all can also find me on Facebook, Mickey Styles Salon, M-I-K-K-I-S-T-Y-L-E-S Salon. I just love it when you spell. Aw. Spell another word for me, baby. W-O-R-D, word. Oh. <laughs> you so extra. Mm. If you don't. I'm sorry. I, I just love it. She spells so eloquently. Why, thank you. I just wish she spelled out full words in her text messages, but we're not going to get there. See? Yep. You, gotta... you see? Why you... Didn't anyway. you? Anyway, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. At r.p underscore. I'm not really on anything else. Like, I'm on Facebook. You're on Facebook. But do I want to give oh, you yeah, that's my your Facebook? personal, so never mind. I don't want y'all to be showing up. Hey, man, uh, I'm in Dallas, too, and uh, I'm kind of funny. You put me on your podcast. No, not going to be on the podcast. Mm-mm. Also, tell the people where they can email us. Oh, yeah. I set up an email address, Yay. and that email is yupod dot, not dot, but <laughs> to say dot com. <laughs> I'm messing up our own email address, Jesus. Lord, help me. It's yupod at gmail.com. And what we would like for you to do, if you like, if you want to be a part of this podcast, if you have topics that you like for us to kind of go over, mm-hmm. if you have questions that you like for us to answer, send we would love over. for you to send it there. You can say that you're anonymous. You can put your first name. You don't give us your government name because apparently we give out government <laughs> names on the podcast. People going to find you. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, word. So Andrea Wilson said that she likes to... <laughs> indulge in some extracurriculars in the sex let me hit her up real quick because i like extracurriculars we're not trying to do that 
Just Mm-mm. stay anonymous, y'all, if y'all want to. That's true. Except for us, because we're not doing that. No, nah, I'm just playing. I'm playing. <laughs> you should have saw the look <laughs> on Michaela's face. She was like, look here. You're going to have to get off that now. But before we go, mm-hmm. we got something that we're going to do for y'all at the end of every episode. What are we going to do? We're going to give them a, a motivation for the week. Okay. Now, even though it's Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesdays are the hardest days of the week. So we're going to basically get you through the rest of the week with some words or some phrases or some sentences that's going to help you get through the week. Now, keep it on. My dear wife is probably going to do it as Michaela because that's that's what she knows. That's what she's good at. Mm -hmm. Myself, I have a character by the name of R.P. That's why my Instagram and my Twitter is R.P. Because that's my character that I created as an actor. We're right, going to talk about right. that on another episode. Right. But this character allows me to be the person that I feel like I should be, which is out there and open and goofy and all that. Mm-hmm. And R.P. is going to be the one that gives you these weekly motivations. Mm-hmm. So, dearest love... Are you ready to give the people something to get them through the rest of this week? I think I am. Well, hey, it ain't got to be perfect. It's just got to be nice. Right, right. All right. Um, I mean, I'm not an evangelist or anything like that. Um, you know, I don't see myself as a um, world-renowned speaker. Mm-hmm. But just to help you guys get through the week, you know, I'm going to use the word focus. So, whether that means focusing on yourself, focusing on your family, focusing on your work, just use the word focus. Um, I feel like that will help you stay grounded. It will help you not have so much anxiety because once I sit down somewhere and actually focus on something, my anxiety goes down. So I feel like that will help you all as well. I hope that can help you. That's my motivation. Can you focus on me? That's my song, too. You should play that in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It's copywritten music, and we ain't going to do that. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, let me loosen up a little bit. (sighs) Hello. It's R.P., and I'm here to give you motivation to get you through the rest of this difficult week. And what I want to say to you is... There's a lot of darkness out there in the world, and it seems like it's consuming all of us. But what I want to say to you is, be the light in your world to dissipate all that darkness. Because that's the only thing that we can do to get through these difficult times. Be the light and share that light with others so that they can share the light with others themselves. Oh, nothing happened. I just, you know, I just wanted to end dramatically like oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> the suspense. I was like, oh, my God. Like, Is there something else? Something happened to the podcast? Did it just end? No, it didn't just end. I just stopped talking. He had me suspense. I'm like, wait. And I'm I, sitting across from I him. I can like, see her eyes started darting like, wait a minute. <laughs> it, it, what, what, what's going on? But anyway, we are so thankful that you guys have embarked on this journey with us. We hope that you guys will continue to yes. tune in Please every do. week. Make yes. sure you subscribe and like and tell your friends about us because we're going to 
be around for a while. Yes, we are. And we want your people to know that we're here. And the best way for them to know, don't you talk <laughs> don't you talk about my voice. We're here. Don't you You're not gonna do me like this on our show. Okay, I'm not. I'm not I'm gonna stop. Anyway, from myself and my lovely wife. Yes. We wanna bid you a good day and we'll see you next week. Goodbye, people.